Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Periodical Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, along with the voice of an angel, or Tavis Killian. Hey, everybody. And today, we're going to discuss some of the many mergers and acquisitions that have taken place since the start of this year. Our discussion today is going to cover the content in this week's Periodical that I released this past Wednesday, June 9th. But enough of this, let's dive right in. Businesses across many industries faced a challenging 2020 following the spread of COVID-19 and subsequent decline in economic activity. The oil and gas industry has been one of the hardest hit by the pandemic, with energy industry revenues declining by, get this, 54%. As demand for energy declined and revenues decreased substantially, most companies pulled back capital spending and lowered M&A activity. There were only 258 deals across the sector in 2020, the lowest number in more than a decade. Valuations fell below $30 billion in the first half of last year, also the lowest in the decade, but rebounded in the second half to almost $170 billion. Despite these challenges, 2021 appears to be a period of growth and transformation through consolidation as companies push to boost margins, cut emissions, and prepare for the energy transition. So the first of these mergers and acquisitions we're going to talk about is ConocoPhillips and Concho Resources. Back in mid-January, ConocoPhillips completed its acquisition of Concho Resources, one of the largest independent producers in the Permian Basin, following approval by shareholders of both companies. The all-stock transaction, which is valued at about $13.3 billion when it was announced in late October, was the biggest deal of 2020 and gives ConocoPhillips about 700,000 net acres in the Permian Basin, more than quadrupling the size of its previous position in the region. Based in Midland, Texas, Concha Resources was one of the largest pure-play, unconventional shale producers in the Permian Basin. With positions in both the Delaware and Midland sub-basins, it was the fifth largest producer in the basin by volume. The company's total production for the second quarter was 319,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day. Including their new core acreage position in the Permian, ConocoPhillips also has positions in the Eagleford and Bakken in the lower 48, and the Monterey in Canada, including that they will produce over 1.5 million barrels of oil equivalent across its global portfolio. The acquisition of these two premier companies was intended to lead the structural change for the industry, and according to Ryan Lance, chairman and CEO of ConocoPhillips, he expects the company to deliver differential performance on three mandates, providing affordable energy to the world, generating superior returns on and of capital, and demonstrating ESG leadership. The next acquisition is Pioneer Natural Resources and how they acquired both Parsley Energy and DoublePoint. Pioneer Natural Resource Company completed its acquisition of Parsley Energy Incorporated on January 12th, forming what Pioneer CEO Scott D. Sheffield calls the premier Permian independent energy company. The all-stock acquisition valued at $7.6 billion inclusive of Parsley debt assumed by the Dallas-based Pioneer gives them combined control of nearly 1 million acres across the Permian Basin, with positions in both the Delaware and Midland sub-basins. The companies had previously said in a joint release from late October, announcing the transaction, that they expected the combination to drive annual synergies of $325 million, in addition to the additional cash flow per share, free cash flow per share, earnings per share, and corporate returns beginning in the first year. The combined company will be the leading Permian independent exploration and production company with a premium asset base of approximately 930,000 net acres, no federal acreage, a production base of 328,000 barrels of oil per day, and 558,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day as of the second quarter of 2020. 
Three months after completing their acquisition of Parsley Energy, Pioneer Natural Resources announced an agreement to acquire the leasehold interests and related assets of Double Point Energy in a cash and stock transaction valued at $6.4 billion, which included the assumption of $900 million in debt and liabilities. Double Point Energy is a Fort Worth, Texas-based upstream oil and gas company with positions in the Midland Basin covering roughly 97,000 net acres. The Double Point acreage is primarily undrilled and augments Pioneer's premium asset base, increasing the company's acreage position to more than 1 million net acres across the Permian Basin. More importantly, the acreage has no exposure to federal lands, and Pioneer expects production from both of the acquired assets to reach approximately 100,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day by late in the second quarter of 2021. In a company release, Pioneer said it expects the acquisition of Double Point to result in annual cost savings of approximately $175 million through operational efficiencies, reductions in administrative costs, and interest expenses with the expected present value of these cost savings totaling approximately $1 billion over a 10-year period. Combined, Pioneer has spent $14 billion adding assets to its pure play position in the Permian Basin in about six months. The company now has an acreage position of more than 1 million net acres in the Permian Basin with no exposure to federal lands, plus close to 15,000 Tier 1 drilling locations. So what I think is pretty interesting about both of these is they're mega, mega, mega mergers, and they're both consolidating in the Permian Basin. I mean, it's pretty clear that ConocoPhillips, yes, they're still a global company, you know, with assets all the way up in Canada, and we, we did mention that, but with ConocoPhillips and Pioneer, I mean, these guys are the real powerhouses of the Permian now, and it's maybe, I don't know, it might might even scare off some of those small operators from trying to operate in the region. Oh, one million acres of owned property? That, that sure scared the hell out of me if I was operating down there. The next consolidation we're going to talk about is Bonanza Creek's acquisition frenzy. Bonanza Creek Energy and Extraction Oil and Gas agreed to combine in an all-stock merger on May 10th. The combined company, which will be named Civitas Resources, will be the largest pure play energy producer in the Colorado DJ Basin, with an aggregate enterprise value of approximately $2.6 billion. The combined company will operate across approximately 425,000 net acres in Colorado, with a production base of 117,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day. The two companies say they are aiming to take the modern-day ENP business model of operational discipline plus a commitment to free cash flow generation and shareholders return to the next level by also becoming Colorado's first net-zero oil and gas producer. According to President and CEO of Bonanza Creek, Eric Krieger, successful ENP operators will be those who place a priority on disciplined capital deployment, deliver operational and cost excellence, maintain a relentless focus on shareholder value, and have governance standards that are aligned with the times, and thus is the mission statement of Civitas. The announcement comes just months after Bonanza Creek Energy announced the successful completion of its merger with High Point Resource Corporation on April 1st. The transaction was unanimously approved by the board of directors and stockholders of each company as announced at special meetings held independently back in March. According to Eric Grieger, the combination creates a company of scale in the rural DJ Basin and a business capable of delivering significant and sustainable levered free cash flow. Now, after forming Civitas, the company is projected to be one of the most well-capitalized companies in the industry, and the companies expect to achieve annual expense and capital savings of approximately $25 million from the combination. 
Following the creation of Civitas Resources, the organization continued its DJ Basin takeover with the acquisition of privately held Crestone Peak Resources in an all-stock merger transaction on June 6th. The Crestone transaction, which includes the exchange of 100% of the equity interests in Crestone for approximately 22.5 million shares of Bonanza Creek common stock, is subject to the consummation of the Bonanza Creek extraction merger. The acquisition, Bonanza's third so far this year, represents the company's strategy to, quote, position itself as the modern-day ENP business model, according to Eric Rieger. Our combination with Crestone is just one early marker of what we hope to achieve as Civitas as we establish ourselves as preferred consolidation partner in the DJ Basin and work towards becoming one of the top energy producers in the nation, end quote. Additionally, Civitas expects the acquisition of Crestone to further advance their ESG strategy, which includes becoming Colorado's first net-zero oil and gas producer. With the addition of Crestone, Civitas will operate across more than half a million net acres with leasehold positions in all key areas of the DJ Basin. The company will also have an estimated production base of approximately 160,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day and year-end 2020 proved reserves of more than 530 million barrels of oil. So this is also similar to what we're seeing down in the Permian with Pioneer acquiring and ConocoPhillips acquiring these massive amounts of acreage. And here, Bonanza Creek, well, I guess Savitas now, is the one that's doing the same thing in the DJ. Other than, I believe, PDC, they're pretty much the mega producer here in our home state. Well, that, and then there's, I think, Occidental and a little bit of Chevron activity. I don't see them swallowing up, really, any more than they already have, unless they pick some scraps from all of those major companies. But again, I already talked about that on Monday Madness. The next acquisition of notable importance, Diamondback Energy acquires Guidon Operating and QEP Resources. Diamondback Energy completed its acquisition of leasehold interest and related oil and gas assets from Guidon Operating LLC, portfolio company of Blackstone Energy Partners, on February 26th. Quote, aggregate consideration consisted of $375 million in cash and 10.68 million shares of Guidon's common stock after accounting for post-effective date adjustments, end quote. As a result of the acquisition, Diamondback added approximately 32,500 net acres in the northern Midland Basin, primarily held by production, allowing for capital-efficient full-field development. A mere month later, Diamondback Energy announced it had completed its previously announced acquisition of QEP resources in an all-stock merger valued at about $2.2 billion following approval of the merger and related proposals by the QEP stockholders at the special meeting held on March 16, 2021. Diamondback announced the deal will include $1.6 billion of QEP's debt, and through the transaction, Diamondback will add material Tier 1 Midland Basin inventory to its portfolio. The two deals will lower the company's 2021 reinvestment ratio and enhance its ability to generate free cash flow, delever, and return capital to stockholders. The deals will also provide tangible annual synergies of at least $60 to $80 million comprised of G&A savings, cost of capital and interest expense savings, improved capital efficiency from high-graded development, physical adjacencies to increase lateral lengths, and significant adjacent Permian midstream assets. The focus of the two acquisitions is Diamondback's core acreage in the Midland Basin, supported by a significant midstream asset base. This likely creates additional drop-down opportunities to its midstream affiliate, Rattler, but Diamondback considered QEP's Bakken position non-core, announcing a potential divestment on the horizon, pending market conditions allowing for a reasonable valuation. 
But keeping up with their monthly timeline, Diamondback agreed on May 3rd to sell certain acquired Bakken assets to Oasis Petroleum in a cash transaction valued at approximately $745 million. Since the acreage is outside their core Midland Basin, it was no surprise Diamondback held true to their words to sell the Williston Basin assets with sale proceeds to be used towards debt reduction. So a lot of these mergers and acquisitions we've looked at so far have centered around, well, consolidation. That's why this next one was a little bit of a curveball. Cabot Oil and Gas and Simerex Energy announced plans on May 24th to combine in an all-stock merger of equals. According to their joint press release, the two U.S. shale producers are banking on a diversified oil and gas portfolio to generate sustainable returns across a wide range of commodity price scenarios. With Cabot's approximately 173,000 net acres in the Marcellus Shale and Simerex's approximately 560,000 net acres in the Permian and Anadarko Basins, the combined business will have a multi-decade inventory of high-return development locations and premier oil and natural gas basins in the U.S. The combined business, which will operate under a new name, will be headquarters in Houston and is estimated to have an enterprise value of approximately $17 billion. The free cash flow outlook of the combined company is approximately $4.7 billion from 2022 to 2024, based on $55 oil and gas prices of $2.75. In addition, the companies are also targeting annual general and administrative cost synergies of $100 million per year within the first two years. The combined organization will continue to build the two companies' ongoing ESG efforts by continuing to link executive compensation to ESG performance and maintaining strong board oversight of ESG risks and programs. And then winding down to the last few before we close out this podcast, we've got Kane Anderson Capital Advisors LP. It combined three of its portfolios teams in the Anadarko Basin on May 20th. In a press release, Kane Anderson Energy Funds announced the all-equity consolidation of Casillas Petroleum Resource Partners, LLC, Native Exploration Holdings, LLC, and Acacia Exploration Partners, LLC, to form the Oklahoma-based 89 Energy 3, LLC. The consolidation of the three private oil and gas operators with assets across Oklahoma and the scoop stack shale play will result in an operating footprint that now covers approximately 80,000 net acres across Oklahoma, producing about 21,000 net barrels of oil equivalent per day. Additionally, 89 Energy will manage the assets of Triumph Energy Partners LLC that will add an additional 15,000 net acres to Oklahoma's stack play with roughly 6,500 net barrels of oil equivalent of production daily. The announcement highlights the reality private equity firms have come face-to-face with as capital discipline by a majority of public E&P companies has derailed the classic build-and-flip strategy that they have pursued for years. Mergers and acquisition activity in the oil and gas industry has not just been focused on E&P companies, but across the entire industry, including key professional organizations. On May 25th, the American Association of Petroleum Geologists and the Society of Petroleum Engineers said that they are considering merging into one organization, strengthening their existing partnerships while reducing operational overlap and redundancy. The organization said that the idea of merging is not new, but the timing is optimal as the energy transition unfolds and the industry recovers from 2020 market challenges. While the deal has not been confirmed, it highlights the accelerated trends experienced in the oil and gas industry to merge in an attempt to reduce overlap and build synergies. According to a joint release, the new organization would better prepare members for changes happening in the industry, enable growth to its member and customer base, and provide an opportunity to attract new members in existing and new markets. That's one of the ones I'm most excited for. I just hope they pick a cool name 
and not what one of our associates, Scott McNear, predicted with the American Association of Energy Professionals. Please, please make it cool. While this last one is certainly a bit entertaining, it is worth mentioning that this is not even close to all of the deals announced since the start of the new year. Some others include Empire Petroleum, Shell, Southwestern, and Kinder Morgan, just to name a few. I mean, even this week, Occidental Petroleum agreed to sell non-strategic Permian acreage located in the southern Delaware Basin to privately held Colgate Energy for $508 million. Not only that, that was just one week after Colgate acquired Lux in an all-stock deal, creating one of the largest private companies in the Permian Basin. And as Tavis said, while these are only some of the many deals announced since the start of the new year, consolidation activities through this price cycle seems to be a key focus in the first part of the year. Consolidation did slow in the first quarter after rallying late in 2020, dropping to 76 deals in Q1 compared to 107 in Q4. Luckily, there have been signs of increased activity entering the summer months, with potential catalysts for more deals as the year wears on. Although activity was light in the first quarter, it was up notably from a year earlier when the pandemic arrived and all total deals were valued at a mere $600 million. After several years where companies focused on either lease and flip or production growth at any cost strategies, investors began to demand more disciplined capital deployment, a reduction in debt-fueled growth, and an ability to generate free cash flow. Whether the goals for consolidation are value generation, tax gains, increased market share, or reducing competition and cost, the recent rise in such activities in the sector appear to be a mainstay as operators recalibrate in response to shifting market conditions with capital discipline remaining center stage. But that wraps up our short yet exhaustive list of mergers and acquisitions that have gone down as of late, and you can read more about it actually on rarepetro.com. And if this doesn't interest you, be sure to email us, send us a little shout out, leave us a review, contact us any means necessary, and we would love to do something that you would be more interested in. You can contact us at podcast at rarepetro.com, and if you do that, you just might be entered into a little bit of a free gift giveaway. So be sure to go to rarepetro.com or email us at podcast at rarepetro.com. And uh, until we see you next time, take care, everybody. Have a great week. 